If you want the best blogging SEO technique to grow your site faster and make that passive income you've always been looking for, then this is the episode for you. I tested out three SEO techniques to grow my sites faster and build them stronger, and I found one that worked by far the best out of all of them. Let's discuss. And welcome to episode 57 of the Blogger Revolution. My name is Chris, and here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. Glad to have you here this week. It is an exciting week. I'm going on vacation, so that's going to be fun. So by the time you are seeing this episode, I'm already out on a beach somewhere. All right. So that's really cool. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this before we get started. However, if you want to learn how to use SEO, uh, use what I like to call smart money SEO and uh, be able to build your websites faster and make them passive, which is what the whole point of this is, be sure to go check the link down in the description, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I have a free uh, passive income workshop training that shows you literally step by step how I was able to build a passive income and how you can do it as well using blogs, affiliate marketing, and most importantly, Google SEO. So be sure to go check that out. Leave a link down in the description. So like we mentioned, of all the three techniques that we used, one of them by far out and away was so much better than the other ones, but they were all beneficial. But let's go ahead and figure out which one was the best. We'll release that later on in the episode. But the first one that we tested and tried out was using SEO optimization tools. Now, for the longest time, we're always told that you need to create great content if you want your content to rank online to the point to where it's number one and then people can go to your sites and you can find a way to make money whether it's with display ads or affiliate marketing or whatever it happens to be but the question always is what is good content everyone says oh yeah it has to be good it has to be this it has to be that but what makes content good well look when i first got started with this you know I can write good content all day. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite characters is Captain America. That's what he says. I can do this all day, right? But there's an interesting story that kind of flies in the face of that. And that's the story of a guy, an SEO expert named Kyle Roof. You may be familiar with him. He was just did the podcast circuit, I believe, where he showed up on a lot of podcasts. And he has this amazing story. Now, I've heard him say this story years ago, but he still tells it today because it's, it is such an awesome story. But there's real major benefit in being able to understand Google. I mean, just think about that. If you were able to understand what Google does and how they rank websites, I mean, there's a reason that the algorithm is pretty much a mystery. They don't want people to know the secret sauce of how articles rank on Google, because if they found that out, you could literally just start printing money. I mean, just think about it. How many big companies depend on SEO. And we're not just talking about, you know, medium-sized companies. We're talking about billion-dollar companies that depend on Google SEO to work and work consistently. I mean, it's like their livelihood. In fact, Google SEO is a big part of my livelihood. It's a big part of a lot of people's livelihood because it just works so well. And it's been probably one of the most consistent traffic sources that has been in existence for longer than a decade, you know. But because of that, if we were able to figure out what that actual uh, trick that they use, the algorithm that they're using in order to get stuff to rank, it's like getting you know, the map to treasure because you'll be able to just do whatever you want to do with the amount of traffic and eyeballs you can get on your content at any given moment. 
And Kyle wanted to find that treasure. So he conducted a pretty interesting experiment. Um, there's something out there that's called Lorem Ipsum text. So it's just this random gobbledygook that you use as filler on a website, just so that you can visually see what the site will look like. And it normally just starts with the words lorem with L-O-R-E-M, ipsum, I-P-S-U-M. And then there's a whole bunch of just gobbledygook for the rest of it. It makes no sense. There's no, I don't, I don't think there's a real rhyme or reason to it. It's just filler text that you can use so that you can look at something visually. Okay. So what he did is he created an entire website with nothing but this gobbledygook of content, but he did something pretty interesting. He placed related keywords strategically throughout the content like he did so you know by putting it in the meta tags and the meta descriptions and the title he put it with the, throughout the content in specific places there and by doing so something pretty interesting happened so just to give you a little bit of uh, an example of what i mean by this is think about the simpsons we used that um, example probably a few episodes back but you can't if, if you've li- ever watched an episode of the simpsons you know that there's certain words that you might use in conversation so that people would know that you're talking about The Simpsons. So, for example, you couldn't talk about The Simpsons without mentioning Homer or Bart or Lisa or the town of Springfield or Moe's Tavern or whatever it happens to be. You can't talk about that subject without using those words. Those are the related keywords that Kyle would use to input into his lorem ipsum text that's just on this random website that he just happened to do. Now, here's the thing. Google doesn't want people to figure this out, they, they, which is why these algorithm updates, which is why the, the, the algorithm of trying to get your articles to rank, it seems like it's a big mystery. Really, what we only know about ranking articles on Google is what we know based on what we've put out there and the feedback that we've gotten from Google. No one really knows. There's probably a handful of people on the planet who knows exactly how the Google algorithm works. I'd I'd be, you know, it's probably a big chance that a lot of people at Google don't know how the Google algorithm works, you know, and probably the people who programmed it, but that's another argument for another day. But anyway, this the thing, the, the example or the uh, test that Kyle Roof was making, Google didn't like it. If they found out a particular Google account he was using to run these websites, they were starting to get shut down because they didn't want him to figure this stuff out, which usually is a great indication that you're stumbling upon something that's kind of great. But anyways, that didn't stop him. All right. He didn't let that roadblock get in his way. So he created another Google account and just tried again and he just kept trying and he just, just kept trying. And he started ranking for specific keywords just by having the right keywords in the right place. And that's probably the most interesting thing of it, because at that point, he kind of figured out Google. He found out the treasure. Right. So there were some major insights with that. You realize that. Google is a machine. Google is a computer. It's an algorithm. It's not a real person. It can't comprehend. It can't read and then spit out something that uh, is intelligible because it's a computer. That's something that the brain really can only do. It can take as much information as possible and try to spit out the best answer, but it's not going to use comprehension to figure out what's going on. So what does that mean? If knowing that information 
Google is you just need to put the right keywords in the right place and do so consistently and then let Google use other type of factors to try to figure out if that content is good. And usually that's when people finally start to see your content. That's what differentiates content being good from being average or being great. It's if someone else lands on it and it satisfies the search intent, meaning that whatever questions being asked, whatever is being proposed in the title, it's being met within the article. Google looks at those user signals to see if it's a good content. It can only go so far with what it already knows. And then it just takes the rest of the information from people who land on it and how they reacted to it. So being able to use the right keywords in the right place is going to help you rank your articles. That's huge information. That means tools such as Surfer SEO and Phrase and Neuron Writer and WriterZen and all of these SEO optimization plugins now are a little bit more valuable because they're going out there using artificial intelligence, reading all of the articles that are on the first couple of pages for Google for a chosen term, and then letting me and you know what articles, sorry, what keywords need to be used in that article to make sure that we have the most relevance possible. That's huge. That's outstanding. I've used that technique pretty much, especially for the Project Colvin website, for the entire thing. And articles rank fast. Articles rank very, very fast just by using these tools. I particularly love Phrase. Phrase.io is probably one of my favorite SEO optimization tools. They just do it really, really well. There's some other ones out there, a couple of cheaper alternatives such as Neuron Writer or Writer Zen. Um, but sometimes I find that tools that do everything only do them well versus doing one thing extremely well. And Phrase just does SEO optimization extremely well. So I do definitely recommend that you at least give them a try. I'll leave a link down in the description and there's an affiliate link, but it will get you a, I think it's a 60% discount just for trying it. Is it your first month? I believe it's like 17 bucks and you'll be able to get 30 articles optimized, which is pretty good, you know? So definitely go ahead and check that out. So that's the first one right there. It's using uh, SEO optimization tools in order to write your content better. Now, the second technique that I've been using quite often is the new brand swapping technique. Now, I'm not really sure if it's called brand swapping specifically, but I know that Niche Website Builders just recently came out with a video, and I think they called it brand swapping. But whoever came up with it, you know, I apologize for not giving you credit. But if you want to make passive income online, you obviously need content, right? And you need a lot of it. Um, but writing content, especially if you're not experienced with doing it or you haven't done it very often, it's difficult to do. I know that was the case for me, even when I first got started with trying to blog back in like 2015, 2016. Um, my whole goal was just to try to get my wife to not have to go to work anymore, at least, you know, at the time. Um, I wanted her to be able to stay home with our son, you know, give him some mommy care rather than daycare. But, you know, my son was on his way. You know, when the nine-month clock starts ticking, there's not much you can do to stop it. So with him being on his way, I was kind of under a time crunch as to how I was going to figure out how to get this blogging and affiliate marketing thing to work. So after I stumbled upon it, I went on with it full force because I loved the idea 
of just putting stuff out there one time and then it just continues to earn a revenue over and over again. So I studied everything. I listened to all the podcasts. I I did all of the studying possible in order to figure out what to do. But the most important thing that I did was I took action. I actually implemented the things that I learned. Uh, and I remember I started a site on luxury watches. And I'm going to be honest, it was tough. It, it wasn't great, but I, st- I definitely struggled with the content creation early on. I couldn't, uh, uh, I could barely write 200 words and then I was completely, you know, out of ideas on what to continue writing. Um, and the frustration because of that really started to set in. I remember reaching out to so many different people just trying to figure out what is the secret sauce that you're using in order to make more money online with your blogs, because I just can't figure it out over here. But again, the clock was ticking, you know, with uh, Benji on his way here. So I needed a trick to be able to create more content faster. So I started using templates. And when I say template, I don't necessarily mean just some template that I found online on how to create a blog post. I had to create my own template for the content that was on my site. So the type of content that I was creating on that watch site, especially for like reviews or if it was... Uh, just informational content versus like affiliate marketing content. I had a simple structure that I started using and I noticed that I was repeating over and over and over again. So I just took one day and instead of writing the article, I wrote out a template on exactly how I want my articles to be structured. And this was groundbreaking for me because creating that content ended up basically being the same, but being able to just kind of have the template there and just infuse the little small differences here or there to satisfy the search intent for that particular search term literally changed everything. So, you know, just for the sake of example, imagine getting the shell of a car. So think about your favorite car and they're constructing it or they're building it in a factory. You have just the baseline car that just does the bare minimum. It, it drives. That's basically what it does, Right. But you can also have some extra things added into it, right? So you can have, you know, heated seats thrown into it. You can um, add remote start to the car, cruise control, you know, whatever it is. Some cars are going to have those features and some cars are not going to have those features. But essentially, it's still a car. It's going to get you from point A to point B. Just how luxurious is it going to be on your way there? And do you even need it, right? But as long as I had that shell, That was my template. I just had the bare bones on what I needed to create. And then I would just come through and add in the heated seats, add in the remote auto start, add in the cruise control based on whatever word I was trying to optimize for at the time. So every car is largely the same. But when I started doing that and took a template, I was able to create a structure, include those minor differences just to make the article just that much more interesting for that keyword. And now I was creating now two and three and sometimes four articles in a single day. And a lot of them was over a thousand words long. How? I I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how I got from point A to point B with that. But by coming up with the templates, writing did not seem as difficult anymore because I had the points I was trying to hit each and every time. So what did this mean for my business? Well, my site went from just having 17 articles on it, doing it the hard way to over the course of maybe two to three months to over a hundred articles within a few weeks because I was able to churn them out so quickly, three and four per day. 
and that's basically what they call today because this was back in like 2016 or so today they pretty much call that brand swapping um so being able to just take a particular article and then uh, from that article, now you just add in whatever topic you're talking about and then just punch in every little piece of the information based on this subheading, based on that subheading, then your conclusion and your intro and then all of the points that you want to include. That's what it is. And then when you are creating another article, you take that same template and just do it again before that particular article. This is what really made creating content super powerful for me, because by creating the content and getting the articles online and blogging, like truly blogging, I noticed how long it took in order for these articles to start ranking and returning a revenue. That was powerful just for my my insides on my head, right? So my, my psyche, because knowing that process really helped because the next time I replicated it with a whole nother website. I was able to do it faster and then faster and then faster, but it would never happen if I had never struggled with that very first site. I felt like I had been handed the key to the universe just by using this brand swapping technique because I learned that I can create my own money, you know, and think about how powerful that is because usually you think that the only way I'm going to be able to make any type of revenue or money or income is by getting a job. But when you learn that you can create your own revenue by creating helpful content and then you can literally monetize it based on every single person that lands on that website. That's powerful. And it did really change my life for the better um, just by taking that risk and, and going through the hard parts of creating content and getting to the point to where I can create a lot of content faster. Now, as I went on, I got to the point to where I started hiring out writers to write content. But, you know, you had, you had to go through that process. I now have a huge new appreciation for when I hire out writers because I know what they're going through. And because of that, they can't, and that's helpful for me too, because now when they give me content back, I can kind of tell how hard they worked on it, right? Because I've been through the process myself. So that's the other one right there is using the brand swapping technique and using templates to write more articles faster. Now, the third technique that I use that was uh, has been super helpful over the past uh, couple of years would definitely be aged domains and aged sites. Now, this isn't necessarily new. It's been around for a long time. Only I've gotten into it within the last couple of years uh, to really help you grow your websites faster and even cheaper when you really think about it. Um, I admit being you know, on the side of the issue of never doing backlinking at all. Uh, and if you did, it would be much later in the process. And to be honest, when you're brand new, I still kind of stand by that. You know, you need to get a foundation of articles out there first, and then you can kind of concentrate on building relationships, trying to get backlinks and all of that fun stuff. But I always saw, you know, building backlinks has taken too much time, as being risky, and that usually your time was better spent creating new content. But if you are in a situation right now that you want to save time and you have a budget, then using this technique is going to help you grow faster and build that passive income more quickly than if you have not done it. Now, there's this thing that's called the Google sandbox. So allegedly, because there's a, a myth as to whether or not it actually, you know, a question as to whether or not it actually exists, but Allegedly, Google gives you a what I like to call a prove it period for a brand new domain for, you know, sometimes it can be a couple of months. Sometimes it can be six months to a year, you know, depending on the niche. But uh, 
you, it's a proven period that Google wants to make sure that you are actually there for the long haul. Now, it seems backwards and counterintuitive because you're like, why would I want to, you know, start that process and just wait? But the big reason for it is because Google's trying to protect itself from spammy content. And sometimes having content that ranks too fast, too many people are going to take advantage of it. And it's not going to be a good user experience for people who are using Google. And that's really what their primary concern is. Google wants to make sure that when you use the content, when you use their search engine, whatever you're using, whatever property that they have that has Google attached to it, that you have a good experience so that you use it again and again and again and again, right? So Buying age domains or an age site, you can cut down on that time considerably. You can basically skip over the Google sandbox. Um, so, you know, just for the sake of argument to make sure that we're all clear here, buying an aged site is just a site that's already been around a while. It's already getting traffic. Hopefully it's already getting revenue as well. And that will be an aged site that's, you know, you're just buying it off of somebody else. Then you also have an aged domain. Now, an aged domain can be just a, a, a domain that doesn't necessarily have any content on it, but it has a history of having pretty good backlinks on it. And it can be backlinks from some pretty highly authoritative websites if you can find yourself a decent domain. Um, usually, you can do link building this way very, very cheaply, at least at wholesale prices because you're buying the entire domain and everything that comes along with it at a much cheaper rate than if you were to get those uh, backlinks individually, plus the time that it would take for you to get those as well. So that's what an age domain versus an age site is. So for example, I use the aged site example and an age domain, to be honest. Um, when I recently grew my Project Colvin site, I got it over to over $500 per month within about four and a half to five months which is kind of unheard of, you know, you can usually make some income relatively quickly with a blog, but to get it to over 500 bucks and then have it, you know, being worth 20,000 or so dollars, you know, that's a, that's, that's pretty good that you can turn that from zero to $20,000 in about four to five months. So that would be a decent return on your money uh, with any investment that you're doing, right? But there is some caveats. There is some things you need to be worried about before you jump into getting age sites and age domains. Uh, you need to make sure that you do them right. Because if you don't, you're just going to end up wasting a lot of money. So a few things to watch out for. Um, sometimes domains, they can be put through the ringer, you know, where, you know, there's a lot of um, what you can consider black hat SEOs. And for those of you who may not know what a black hat SEO is, it's just, you know, someone who's going to take every advantage of a Google deficiency to try to get their articles uh, on their blogs to rank faster. And usually using that type of uh, mentality when trying to build your website, it's going to cause you to always be kind of looking over your shoulder, right? Because you're always wondering when Google's going to fix it. And then you got to find the new technique. And that's hard to do. You know, it's much better to kind of ride with the flow with what Google does and figure out what they're trying to do, work within those uh, cons those constraints, and then you're going to see your, your websites grow. But uh, sometimes people will take these domains and they'll just connect spammy stuff to it. They'll, they'll connect uh, adult content to it. And if uh, the age domain has any of that stuff attached to it, you do not want to buy it. Um, if you don't do the correct due diligence uh, when doing, when looking at these things, you're going, you might miss something crucial. Then you buy it, you know, either build a site on it or redirect it to your current site. 
and you're going to see your rankings tank. And you're going to be like, why? What's going on? What did I do wrong? It's because you didn't vet it properly because the domain's been through the ringer. Or you might end up spending too much money for backlinks that don't matter. You know, there's still kind of a, a debate as to whether or not uh, creating um, or not say creating, but using an age domain. And even if it's even if it expired at some point, if those uh, backlinks that it has still carry the link juice or the authority that we all think that it does. I'm going to be honest, when I have redirected sites so far, it's helped the traffic grow at least a lot faster than what I normally would have had. So for an example, um, by having an age site in an age domain recently that I've been testing on, I had absolutely no indexing issues, meaning the articles that I created and posted were on Google on the first page within a few days. Sometimes as quickly as you know a few hours, it's already on the first page of Google, and that's great. Um, the trust is already there. You know, when you get an age site or an age domain, you don't have to go from a fresh domain and going through that prove it period or that Google sandbox that exists there. So what I learned from using these things is that I can use an age domain or an age site to skip over the Google sandbox and be able to make more money faster with my niche sites. So it's usually money well spent. And uh, what it could also be a drawback of it as well is that you kind of do need some seed money in order to invest into either buying a site or an age domain. And as people more and more realize the value of the backlinks that they're getting, uh, when they are buying these age sites and age domains, you know, sometimes the value of these sites and domains are getting more expensive, you know. So regardless, um, I definitely would recommend it because by doing it, I've been able to grow, you know, a couple of sites a lot faster than if it was just on a fresh domain. All right. So of these three things that we talked about, the SEO optimization tools, the brand swapping and the age domain and age sites, which one was the big one? Which one was the one that I saw the most benefit from? And I will say the most benefit that I got from all three of those would have to be the SEO optimization tools. Uh, being able to have a tool to tell you what words to include in each article will give you the best shot at ranking, even if it's a super a competitive keyword to go after because you know that your content is just as good as the content that's on the first page as well. There is a couple of caveats with it. You do need to be very careful of not just regurgitating what's already on the first page. You need to improve on the content at least a little bit add some unique research in it as well so that the uh, unique research is something that will separate you from everybody else on the front page. It's going to require you to do a little bit of extra, you know, work and time in order to make um, something that's truly unique, as in perhaps interviewing somebody, maybe getting on the phone, calling a few places to get some quotes and some real actual hard information and data to be able to include in your site. But if you only did the work once, and it's there and you start the rank, you're going to rank for years, which means you're going to make money for years. And when you're out there on a beach or when you're out there, you know, on your deathbed or whatever, you know, from the two extremes, your site is still going to be generating an income. And that's the beauty of this entire thing. So I definitely would say that SEO optimization tools has been one of the bigger things that has changed my business, at least recently. Um, I do recommend the other ones as well. Brand swapping is going to help you continue to create content bigger and faster. And age domains are good, but they're not required. You can, you do have to inherit everything an age domain has, 
that, that comes along with it, which means you need to be sure that you vet these things 100% properly. So unless you're experienced, which I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are just getting started or they're beginners, then you may not want to jump on the age domain train just that quickly unless you just have the money that you can actually put up at risk, you know. Uh, but I would definitely recommend either one of these. But of all three of them, I definitely say investing in a good SEO optimization tool like a phrase.io. Again, I'll put a link down in the description because that's my favorite one that I've been using. I definitely would recommend it. So uh, if you're going to use any of these tricks that we've just used, or if you're going to use all three of them, you're probably going to need a little bit of help in making sure that you do them the right way. And I definitely recommend you go check out my free training I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. Again, it's a free training that shows you step-by-step how to build a, uh, a blog that not just makes money, but makes passive income so that you don't have to always be working on it constantly. Not active income, passive income. So be sure to go check it out over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop.